Hey, what's up? This is Isadora from Legendary Tales coming at you with Adam in the room. Hello. I am hosting a little bonus ode today about church snakes. Okay. Because it came up and Adam didn't believe me. They're not real. And I am here to tell you that you are very, very wrong. I don't believe you. I'm still not going to believe you. And I'm going to tell you why. This is a fringe theory. It's not a fringe theory. There are 125 churches in the U.S. that currently operate church handling snake poisoning stuff. Do you know how many churches there are in the States? Look, I recognize it's a small proportion of churches in the States. And most of them are along your favorite ridge line of mountains in the South. Well, yeah, of course they the are. Appalachia. How dare they craziness. be poor? How dare they be poor? Um, and uh, they deal with that problem by playing with poisonous snakes. Yeah, that's how they deal with being poor. <sighs> so my sources for this episode are going to primarily be the LA Times, the Kingsport Times News. Where's Kingsport? No idea. And Sojourners. We'll have to do an episode about where Kingsport is next. Yeah, sure. Uh, I will say that their reporter for this particular thing did a lovely job. It was very well written. Okay. Normally, small town news is not, like, great. But this was a good article. All right. All right. I'm going to read from the Bible because that's what we do. Read me a Bible and, verse. Take me back to Sunday school. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall ca they cast out the devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and they shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That is from the King James Version of the Bible. From which book? You know what? I didn't write that down. It's probably Revel gonna... I'm going to guess it was Revelations. Just going to. In Acts 28, 1 through 6, they say, And he shook off the beasts into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. That's some, so these are basically the two passages yeah, yeah. that justify this. That's some good poetry. Yeah, it's great. It, real easy to read. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, well, you're just bad at reading. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about, thought you were about to say I'm just babbling. I was like, no, I'm actually reading from the Bible. That was not just word salad, Nora. <laughs> and um, so... These are a couple of things that come from the King James Bible. Very importantly, no one actually believes they came from any of the other Bibles. This is just a King James thing. Yeah, that's and, the crazy one. Yep. And so as a result, most of the people that do snake handling yeah. only read the King James Bible. It, the practice of doing this began around the turn of the century in the Pentecostal and Holiness churches of Southern and Central Appalachia. Taking the Gospel of Mark literally, uh, they play with snakes, they drink all kinds of poison, Venom. they speak in tongues. They literally take that paragraph to mean yeah. exactly what it says. People do that. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Obviously, this is like a super dangerous thing. So consequently, they have made it illegal in many places. Mm. Two places they've not made it illegal, unsurprisingly. Georgia. No. West Virginia and Alabama. That doesn't surprise me. No, not surprising at all. West Virginia and Alabama are, uh, it's illegal. So I would also like to say that I don't care if people decide to drink poison. <laughs> well, that's going to bring me. I'm going to talk about a couple of the more famous people that have died doing this. Yeah. Um, the first country, uh, the first state to actually pass laws against it was Kentucky in 1941, quickly followed by Georgia in 1942. Hmm. Um, so it took Virginia a little bit longer, 1947. And like I said, West Virginia is still working on it. That's never going to work. Like six people live there. 
Um, so in Alabama and Georgia, it's actually a felony, while the other four states recognize it as a misdemeanor. Because they've got it down as a felony, they almost never prosecute people for it because they think it seems ridiculous to prosecute someone holding a poisonous snake as a felony. Yeah. So consequently, it's basically legal. This is interesting. When was the last time we talked about poisonous snakes on this show? Like recently. Like very low. Oh, it was, it was no? the it was the the uh the 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 zoo massacre with the Ohio laws and and not being able to own poisonous snakes. Okay, I'm like we must have come up with this question. And of I, what think, was I think I think actually things. you said Kentucky and Alabama. It's not, it's not yeah. illegal. I think those are two states as well that no, have, West Virginia and Alabama. Right, that have two very lax laws on owning poisonous snakes. So there's a tie in there. Yeah, from not well, even this not even the same episode. Um, enforcement of these laws are fairly problematic. Yep, you can't actually like they can enforce them if you were required to handle them or if minors were handling them yep but basically required a, to handle them what does that mean like if if part of going into the church was that you had to hold a poison you walk snake, in the door and they go hold this king cobra yeah then they could prosecute you but basically they're refusing to prosecute any adults who willingly pick up a poisonous snake i'm fine with that because you know the as risk an adult you're 18 you know the risk don't yeah. pick up a poisonous snake so and also, obviously, the First Amendment whole thing of freedom to worship, and this mm -hmm. is their version of worshiping. So they don't really prosecute a lot of people from it. In fact, I was trying to find, yeah, like, any examples of it. And the only example I found of it was a when one of the preacher, and we'll get into how the preacher died, but his wife died of it, and they actually tried to slap him with a manslaughter charge really? for handing her. The snake. The snake. Hmm. I can see an argument being made both ways. I can ways. see it didn't work. He did not, in fact, know. So I, it's rather kind of whatever. So the yeah. person who is credited for starting all of this is a guy named George Went Hensley. And you know how sometimes you go down a rabbit hole on somebody and you realize that they're a super interesting human? He is one of those people. Yeah. But this is a minisode and maybe he'll come up again later no he won't but oh. i'm just going to give you the highlights of his drunken debauchery life that resulted in him setting up a church okay so he has the father he was the father of eight children with his first wife okay he was married three separate times he uh often we get drunk and fight neighbors i mean this is while he had a church mm. he his jobs were rather thin on the ground he would work in a mill, but he really didn't have like a stable life and he was whatever. He, around 1910, he started, he saw somebody in one of these very small churches doing the snake handling thing. So he started traveling around promoting the practice, eventually resigning his ministry to start the first holiness movement church to require snake handling as evidence of salvation. It, believers believe that if you truly have the Holy Spirit with you, you should be able to handle rattlesnakes and other poisonous serpents. You should be able to drink poison and suffer no harm whatsoever. And this is where this all became a demonstration of faith. Mm -hmm. A test of faith was to be able to pick up these snakes and uh, not die from it. He died from it. Oh, okay. In July of 1955 well, not, in Alabama. That's not good looking for your faith. Or Florida, sorry. It's not always Alabama. Sometimes it's Florida. <laughs> They're basically the same state. <laughs> so the practice basically goes, Pick preacher up. gets up, yep. starts preacherizing. When he, I don't know religion. Preaching. <laughs> <laughs> when he 
gets to a certain point where he's feeling the Holy Spirit. Out comes these wooden boxes where he puts his hand in, grabs a snake, yeah. and then starts preaching while holding the snake. Uh-huh. Sometimes they drink strychnine. No. Poison is the poison that they generally go with. Strychnine. Strychnine. Mm. Um, and it's really quite deadly. And they go around and they... It's quite diddly or quite deadly? Diddly, deadly. It's quite diddly. Diddly, deadly. Actually, not the only Simpsons reference in you this Very, very Australian there. Sorry. Quite diddly. Diddly, deadly. So he, conduct, he conducted meetings with snakes in Florida for like weeks. Mm. He eventually came across this five-foot snake and he took it to a blacksmith shop where I guess they were holding Service. services. And he delivered a topic on the topic of faith. He removed the snake from the lard can in which he'd stored it. That doesn't sound big enough for a five-foot five foot snake. snake. No. Wrapped it around his neck, rubbed it onto his face. He walked around the audience while preaching, then returned to the snake to the can. As he placed the snake back in the can, it bit him on his wrist. A few minutes later, he became visibly ill. He refused <laughs> medical attention. People prayed. It didn't help. And... Uh, his wife, Sally, attributed that she believed that it was the will of God that he died. died. So the so the whole thing is, you're supposed to be able to handle these snakes yeah. and not die because you've got so much faith in God. Mm-hmm. But when they bite you and you do die... It's because you didn't have enough faith in God? No, it's because... They don't say that. Oh, they it's say just... it's because it's the will of God that this time you handled the snake, you did die. Oh, whatever. I mean, it doesn't sound like a really logical explanation to me, but... No, who am I? I? So anyway, I, just interestingly, and because you kind of brought it up, they ruled his death a suicide. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else would they have ruled it? Because they can't like, I guess. But like, mm, accidents is accidental suicide a thing? What is that a charge that you can? I mean, stupid. I mean, if you're holding a snake, right? It's just like, what is what is uh, it? So ac- yeah. So they went with suicide. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to read you literally verbatim from an LA Times article from a guy named Alan Breed. And the reason I'm going to do this is because he explains the death of this guy named Brown. Brown Mm -hmm. is the husband of the woman who died in, uh, where he was brought up on manslaughter charges. Yeah, okay, okay. So this is the same guy. Brown knew they could bite. The preacher from Parrotsville, Tennessee, had been bitten 22 times since he began handling serpents 18 years ago. And he knew how serious the bites could be. His 28-year-old wife, Melinda, mother of their five children, died of a bite three years previously in a revival in Kentucky. You're, bu- that, you're bubbly again. That was a rattlesnake too. Okay. And last October, and last October on a sand mountain in northeast Alabama, the family's sad history repeated itself. Brown didn't even flinch when the rattler sank one of its fangs into the base of his left middle finger. If he was scared, it didn't show. God, don't ever change, he said. The voice ever so slightly less forceful. Ever fail, and he never will. Brown handed the snake to another man and walked behind the altar. A man in a striped shirt following Brown's head and stroking Brown's head and neck, his own head jerking violently up and down. Na 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 na, the man said, his voice like a car engine trying to turn over. Brown was calm. God, still God, no matter what comes, Brown said, his voice relaxed, the fire and brimstone completely gone from it. No matter what else, God is still God. Those were his last words of preaching. Brown started to fall. He walked in front of the altar and then back up and paced a little. He braced himself, 
his left hand on the pulpit, his right on Pastor Billy Summerford's shoulder, his head down, he swallowed hard. Brown raised both hands in the air. His friends held him up for a few seconds, then lowered him to the floor. A video camera rolled on, taking the alarming scene and the innocuous, sweetly smiling face of an oblivious little girl. Someone asked Brown if he wanted a doctor. He shook his head and pointed up to the sky. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, the congregation shouted in warbling voices. A woman in black started screaming hysterically and convulsing, wagging the little blonde ponytail that reached her waist. Another woman ran back and forth with wet cloths for Brown's head. Right now, God, right now, Jesus, the man in the striped shirt screamed towards the ceiling. Help my brother right now. I'll glorify you. I'll praise you for it. After about 10 minutes, the simple green and white church went silent, except for some muffled sobs. The little girl in the video still smiled, uncomprehending. Brown was dead. Okay. Horrible description. Mm. Quite graphic. Yeah. Don't really feel that bad for the idiot. I, mean, I, I want to. Like. It's a snake. I want to feel bad for him. That's why I don't like. That's why I have no problem with it. Because I also like feel. I, I don't feel terribly. I mean, there was another guy called James Coots who mm. died in 2014. He was actually in a TV series called Snake Salvation. Okay. Where he. They did like a reality show on it. Mm-hmm. And like he died while I, I kind of thought when I get into this, that the, the, it was a show. Yeah. I didn't really realize how many of these people died. Uh I mean, lots of them considering how few people there are that do this. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the snakes are poisonous. So you're, if you're intentionally hand hand or venomous, sorry, some snake nerds going to get mad. Um, if you're handling them intentionally, obviously your odds of dying from a snake bite are going to go up exponentially. Yeah, and and this guy Brown, his, I mean, it became the article went on to the whole issues of custody on his children because mm-hmm. his parents were trying to file for custody of the kids. Yeah, but they were snake handlers too, and the state was trying to say like, interesting. Why were they trying to file for custody if it wasn't for the snake stuff? Then, um. I'm assuming that that because like okay, so the argument then would be made that he wasn't fit to ha- have his to be in custody of his children because so he's when, a, a weird snake freak. But yeah, so when his wife died, yeah. they tried to take his kids away Obviously. from him. Then um, yeah. after the snake thing, because they said you're keeping poisonous snakes in the house with a whole load of children. Uh huh. So he was then told he could only have custody if he ditched the whole snake thing. Okay. Which obviously he didn't because yeah. he then died from the whole snake thing. Right. So then oh, his after, parents, after he after died, he died gotcha. his parents were trying to get custody of the kids. They were the ones that got him into snake handling. Mm-hmm. So the state stepped in and were trying to navigate whether or not his the grandparent whether they could remove the kids from custody. And they were looking at like the Jehovah's Witness thing of faith-based medicine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Whereas I think they've proved quite a lot that if a ki- if a doctor thinks a kid needs a, a particular procedure, yeah, then no matter the religion of the parents, the doctor has the right to perform that procedure. Okay. So blood transfusions, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a nearly interesting argument mm. about it. Uh, no, I don't think it really holds any water. I don't. I mean, because I'm a I'm a big so my big thing is is what's known as the non-aggression principle, which is basically the freedom, the an individual's freedom to to do whatever they want as long as they're not causing harm to another person or living. I think I talked about it on the the big cat episode, but I mean this obviously 
But no. then you could argue that this is definitely doing harm to their kids because at this point, the kids have watched both their parents die from a snake bite. Um, anyway, so that was one thing. There was also a whole thing about the cruelty of the snakes and actually how the snakes don't bite that much because they're usually treated really yeah. poorly. They're just kept in a big, they're just kept in a wooden box. Well, people own, ven- people own, I mean, several, I mean, so many people own venomous snakes and are never bitten by the snake. No, but they perhaps don't go around handling them and waving around them. That's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's what I mean. Is like there yeah. are there is a safe way to handle these animals. Yeah. People do it all the time. Um, but it's all more than time. that. Like these guys are uh, apparently one of the reasons that they don't, he got bit 22 times and yeah, didn't die. Yeah, I was going to say that's a pretty impressive. Because their venom is actually very weak because they're, they're not cared for. Mm. So I guess oh, the snake's venom it might be hmm. related to how healthy they are and how well fed they huh. are. And because these guys aren't, that's interesting. So it, that was an interesting hmm. argument I didn't know from that an animal snakes. cruelty standpoint. And yeah. that's another way that they're trying to shut down this practice. Yeah. Also, one of these articles I read, one of the guys who does it was very defensive of how he keeps his snakes. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even, care if they were, you know, if they were cared for and whatever. It wouldn't bother me really. Yeah. As long as you care for your animals. I mean, they're just a pet at that point. Treat, yeah. it, like, treat it like a pet. Yeah. Um, then I'm fine. And if it bites you, that's your fault. I, I'm a big believer in if it bite, if you... If you own a poisonous snake and you you wave it around like it's a not a real like it's not a poisonous snake and it bites you and you die, that's entirely your fault. Don't do it if you have children though, because they're going to be left with the consequences. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose um, there's a, there's an argument to be made for that. So that's kind of my thing. Anyway. Like, I'm 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 especially not a huge fan of like. I think that like the 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 sort of foster care system is is a little bit not perfect in the states, and so I mean the fact that your child might have to go into foster care because you can't you couldn't keep yourself from shaking a poisonous snake around kind of makes you a bad person. I so, just sorry. I but. just don't think that your faith needs to be tied to your ability to survive poison and venom. No, I know very many amazingly faithful people. Yeah, who manage to be. <laughs> it's like good the, kind practicing yes. christians yeah. and not snake waving fanatics snake waving fanatics but like you said it's a very small subsection of it's so small it's a such a small subsection of the u.s population but it is there and it is true and it is not something i just made up. no it is not so i'm gonna finish this off with a quote from maybe you just tell me that information straight up instead of just saying like church snakes because it really <laughs> threw me off very much so when we recorded that episode so i'm gonna i'm gonna finish with a quote from the simpsons nothing like talking about foster care and <laughs> and the consequences of your parents actions by finishing it off with a quote from the simpsons yep uh mo yep from most haven actually is quoted in things in 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 things in thing in ting <laughs> in ting in the simpsons are saying Sorry, Homer, I was born a snake handler and I'll die a snake handler. You probably will. Yeah. If there are any snake handlers listening, well, if, unless you're doing it like legit, like at a zoo or something and wearing gloves and all that. But it's, Yes. Also, I will say that almost all of these people died by playing with timber rattlesnakes. Those are very dangerous. I'm assuming there are other poisonous snakes to play with. If you must, you if, have... if you absolutely must play with poisonous snakes. Don't use a, tem- a, t- a tembler. Don't Timbler? use a timber rattler. Timber rattler. Rattler. <laughs> rattler. Rattler. Rattler snake. Anyway, okay. you don't don't wave snakes around, you weirdos. All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this little mini episode of Legendary. Minor rant. <laughs> Minor rant um, that popped into your uh, into your feed. Subscribe, rate, bye. review. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. bye, 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 bye.